welcome to the podcast, Telling the Tale. I'm your host, Mitchell Farley-Wolf, and as per usual, I'm joined by co-host Dustin Jackson. Hey, Dustin, how's it going? It's going great, Mitch. Now, I know we're on the last episode today, but I don't want you to cry, Wolf. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, bud. And, uh, <laughs> well, we're, it's not just us two today. In, in a very exciting first for the Telling the Tale podcast, we are joined by a guest. We've brought her up. We've we've brought up her name in a couple episodes as someone who's been following along. And uh, this time she's been playing along with us. So we thought, you know what? Perfect opportunity. She should join us for the last episode. Talk it out. Uh, we don't get guests very often. So I'll admit, I'll be the first one to admit, we don't know how to do it. But <laughs> welcome, Courtney Svasek who is a prolific Twitch streamer, artist of, of many different colors, uh, webcomic author and illustrator, just just an Im- important person all around. Hello, Courtney. Wow, thanks. You made me sound really cool. A lot cooler than I actually am. Uh, no, I'm, s- I'm underselling, if anything. <laughs> I haven't been so prolific lately because I got a new job recently, but I have had time to play... The Wolf Among Us, episodes one through five, and it's been great. I think that's the thing about prolificy. You don't need to do it lately. Like, that's true. Shakespeare's prolific. He hasn't been active in like 500 years. <laughs> yeah, what was the last time he did anything? Yeah. Yeah, he just needs, you just need to burn out once, and then you're probably prolific in forever. <laughs> um, so, Wolf Among Us. Uh, pretty all right game, right? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, you know. So for Scott context, uh, I have never played any of the like more narrative style Telltale games. Um, I only I played all of the Sam and Max games. Uh, okay. but I, I think that's it. Um, and I didn't play the The Walking Dead yet. So this is the first. This was my first entry into the whole you know like narrative choice based style of gameplay that they became known for. And I enjoyed how much it did a you lot. know about it before we started? Like, did, have you seen it be played? By other people? Um, I've seen a little bit of... Uh, I watched someone play a little bit of, like, one of the Batman games. So, like, okay. I kind of knew the general, like, you know, occasionally there's quick time events, but mostly it's just, like, dialogue and choices and walking around and looking at stuff type stuff. So I had, like, a vague yeah. idea of what it would be like. Uh, yeah, that's about us, except uh, Dustin, who really likes the Walking Dead series before we started covering it for yep. the show. Um, it's it's funny that's really the only one of these narrative uh based telltale like well the choice based telltale games i've played before this show Mm -hmm. yeah because we we had wanted to cover the show mostly based on our fond memories of pre-walking dead telltale uh we were coming from tales of monkey island and the sam and max trilogy and uh instead well i guess really just those two for the most part um, but I, well, for me, I was coming from Strong Bad as well, and this this extra bit of Telltale, this uh, more narrative driven adventure game, I didn't think we'd uh, we we'd gravitate toward it as hard as we have. But I, I think we've really come to enjoy it quite a bit after The Walking Dead and this. Although yeah. this does strike me as a very different, like immediately, this already feels very different from The Walking Dead felt to me. 
Yeah, I, I'm glad it feels so different considering it plays pretty much exactly the same. But, you know, given the world and the story, it still makes it feel very unique. Yeah, um, before we started, or be sorry, we didn't do that yet. Let me put it in the future tense. Before we start, um, <laughs> we should talk about how you, Courtney, have come into episode five. What are, what are your past decisions leading up to this moment? Uh, especially if you can remember all the, the significant ones that differ from what Dustin and I did. Sure. I think our audience would love to know. Okay, so um, I'm pretty much like Mitchell and Dustin in that I try to be, you know, I try to make Big B a good person. I try to do the right thing. That's just how I like to play games. I like to be a, a good person and do right by the characters, um, unless they're real scumbags, and I feel like they don't really <laughs> deserve my best but um there are a few key differences that uh so I've I've been sort of posting and, and talking to the boys about my decisions and stuff and there's some key differences along the way um in the order I did things mainly which led to some very interesting different results uh but there were occasionally times when I made I guess a different decision I guess just more in like a I have, like, an impulse reaction to things where I was trying to do the right thing, but it still ended up being really different from what they did. Um, a big one that I can remember right now is I interrupted the funeral, which they called me out for. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, like, so my view on it was that we had just found out that, like, Snow was being stalked by this by her boss had like a creepy fetish obsession with her and I mm -hmm. figured that she should know as soon as possible especially because he was getting away at that moment and we should probably go like try to find him and track him down before it's too late so I guess my read on it was kind of like I thought she was gonna like go back and just finish her speech at the funeral I was just like I'm just gonna get her aside <laughs> for a minute and just tell her about this and then but it turned into this whole big thing, and she never got to finish it. And I, and then the game made me feel real bad about it, and then my friends made me Whoops. feel real bad about it. And it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. On, on the one hand, I, I we're I we're glad you did it. Yeah, yeah. I, that's true. Well, thank you. <laughs> on the one hand, I I kind of can't imagine doing that, but on the other, I could totally imagine the game saying, "Oh, you waited for her to finish. Okay, now she's gonna like immediately grab a ladder on a helicopter." And, and just be gone. <laughs> you can't possibly tell her because you waited. Uh, that that kind of stuff feels realistic to the Telltale formula at this point. Um, sometimes you think, oh, well, she should still be around after she does the eulogy. And other times she just teleports out of there because you, you need to be punished for every decision you make. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, didn't I decided really think, I have somewhere else to be. I didn't think it would be that extreme, but I did think that maybe I would miss my chance or something or, you know, just who knows? We got news like that. You got to tell it as soon as possible. That's how I thought. Um, so this episode in general, how do we feel about it as a finale episode to this game? Um... I don't. I I think it's like fine. It it didn't like blow me away in the same way. Uh, blow Walking you away because uh, oh, he's a big bad wolf. <laughs> yeah, what, what a what a wolf joke. Yeah. <laughs> what a good wolf joke. Thank you. It's at least in the top ten. 
<laughs> Best ever wolf jokes. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm kind of on the same wavelength. Uh, there's some aspects of uh, uh, of it, and we'll touch on those that I really really liked. Mm-hmm. But I think throughout the episode, it there there could have been some elements that were stronger. Um, we'll get to it at the end but like the thing i've picked for my golden moment isn't even perfect and i think could have been done better uh it's it feels like there's a lot of stuff left on the table which may be why people were so excited for so many years about the wolf among us too but i also don't think it's going to be picked up i think that's probably going to be generally about a different aspect of the universe Um, it's hard to say since i think one of the things they said about two was uh uh that when they originally were making two with the original telltale it was going to be disconnected and not follow up on anything from season one but since then the new wolf among us two is not using anything of that and i don't know if they've said anything on whether or not they're gonna pick up from season one so Hmm. i guess we'll see yeah i mean the it's still between season one and the beginning of the comics. So yeah. it's not like you can destroy the city and kill Big B and do all these <laughs> lasting permanent things. Uh, the comics still needs to exist. Although that said, we b- have both refused to learn anything <laughs> about what happens in the comic. That's our cool sort of ignorance ploy. Um, I did learn one thing about the comic looking at a wiki entry. Oh, what, what, what'd you learn? Do you want me to spoil it? It's kind of, I don't know if it's a big spoiler or not, but... Uh, to what? It, uh, Mr. Toad dies at some point. What? But, but the thing is, it's it's not, I don't think it's ever played off like he's a major character in the comics. He's just... Wait, he dies uh, in the comic or before the comic? I I forget exactly what it's it's I think it said he like died in a war or something. It, <laughs> I don't remember this was like a week ago, but but it seemed like he is very much not a big character in the um, in the comic. Well, yeah, he gets he gets ousted to the farm. Yeah, see ya. Yeah, well that that's sort of spoilers for uh if you're trying to <laughs> if you're for somehow trying to play through the episode while listening to the episode of this podcast i guess that was a spoiler for the end they're like ah Uh, shit yeah because that's impossible to do i won't be upset that i spoiled that uh because that who who in the world (laughs) yeah if you're listening to the lat the episode on the last episode of the wolf among us before playing it that's your fault in all honesty yeah, or if you've decided to never play it, that's probably fine too. But that yeah. that should be what it is. Don't listen to it and then be upset that we... <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so this episode started with, for me, a conversation between Big B and the Crooked Man. But at the end of the previous episode, you could have chosen to make a scene instead of talk. Ooh. So did any of us do that? I sure didn't. Yeah, I think we all chose the conversation. Yeah, I, I want to talk we, we to this discussed it. We discussed it last time. You want to get more out of these characters. You don't just want to jump right into the action. Or at least I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially with the Crooked Man, because I had been playing the whole game. I, I, I half-jokingly, half-very seriously um, made a lot of predictions on this show that Flycatcher was the Crooked Man. 
Um, <laughs> and, and whether or not Flycatcher was the Crooked Man was like my actual for real prediction. I definitely did think the Crooked Man was an alias. I definitely thought that was someone in Glamour or uh, the name for someone else's uh, that like that we already knew their uh, th- their side hustle was going by the Crooked Man and doing this uh, black market stuff. So the idea that this is just a different guy we've never seen before was very surprising to me. Uh, and I expected, even after the reveal, that was last episode, even after that reveal, in this episode, I still assumed, okay, yeah, but someone's going to be connected further. Yeah, there has to be some sort of double cross I here. Someone that's more interesting. I had a, yeah, I had like a wild theory enter my brain, like during, I can't remember this is this episode or the last one, because they kind of ran together. I think it was oh, the last hit one. hit me with the wild theories. Well, so I always thought your flycatcher thing was a little out there, but... Um, okay. <laughs> That's fine. I'll bury myself in the stand. <laughs> no, because I thought at the last episode, I think it was episode four, is when you're talking to Nerissa in the office and she says something like, I don't have any friends. What about your friends? Are you looking after your friends? And I thought that she was really heavily implying that like one of our friends was going to betray us or yeah. something. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. That's what that was. That's totally what that felt like. I uh, I thought it was Buffkin. <laughs> I, Buffkin did kind of have some vibes from point from time to time, like when he was putting the mirror back. Yeah, because he's like, "Oh, let me handle this. It's gonna take a while. Let me yeah. have that shard, please." I thought he was just gonna like yeah. run off with the shard or something. Yeah, and and then he's like, "Oh, uh, you know, the, there's something wrong with this shard. Oh, it's just uh, not going in or whatever." Mm-hmm. So I was, I was like, like uh-huh. "What are you? Sus. What are you hiding, Monkey Man?" I'm glad he isn't because I love Buffkin. Yeah. I, I was pretty um, relieved that he wasn't evil, but I, I was yeah. ready for it. Yeah, I mean, it, it it definitely seemed unlike any telltale mystery that we've seen before, where the logical thing for it to be was, oh, some guy. <laughs> it's just, yeah. oh, some guy did it, huh? Cool. Yeah, the thing is, that it makes, makes perfect sense to just be some guy and not have any, like, big betrayals or anything. But in, in terms of a story, it, it's what you expect, but... I guess, realistically, it is just some guy who's in control of it. Yeah, it's like that oft-repeated but actually incorrect thing that people say about murders. How they say, like, 90% of murders are committed by someone the victim knew, uh, which is from nowhere and also, <laughs> like, the opposite of the truth. Most murders are completely <laughs> random and no one knows anyone. Um, so, like, the idea... That in every mystery story, it is the satisfying and cool answer. Uh, doesn't really make sense. So for this to just be like, oh no, it was some guy. It was, <laughs> it was, it was a guy you don't know. So, I mean that makes sense, right? And it does, but <laughs> it definitely felt. It, I just hadn't seen a, a Telltale game do that yet. Yeah, so. and and I guess it works because like it's still. He still has this connection to these people of uh, Fable Town. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's just some random guy they threw in to be like, "Yep, I did it. I had no motivation, and see you later." Um, he, they still make it work with him, even if there's no like big twist with him. Yeah, I think during the first episode of the game, you can talk to you can either talk to Snow or Crane. I I don't remember which one it is. 
uh, but they ask you who you think did it, and you have like a lot more options than you would normally have. You have options that you uh, might not have, or even definitely didn't yet uh, talk to or see in the game yet. Like Bluebeard, I don't think you saw at that point, mm-hmm. and that was an option you could click. Um, Donkey Skin's boyfriend was an option. Uh, the prince. Like, all kinds of weird options. And I don't think The Crooked Man was one of them. I don't think that was on the list. Um, so it it really is supposed to just be like, oh, yeah, I don't know this guy. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> that makes sense. Um, and I don't know how to feel about that. Because on the one hand, doing the other thing, the expected thing of like, oh, it was this person you didn't but really did suspect the whole time is often very cheap but this is uh i don't know it's (laughs) i don't know how i feel about it this it feels more realistic but it just doesn't really have that same emotional impact it would have otherwise yeah because like you even if you see it coming you still kind of get a shock of like whoa it was this person how could they do this how could they be in cahoots with this crooked man but here it's like nope it's just him yeah, but I I guess like, part uh, of it I guess Butler part of it is, did it is yeah. always it, it's like the eye candy of books. It's like the mm-hmm. eye candy of narrative mysteries, and to just not have that makes so much more sense. But it's it it it's not very sugary. You don't get a lot of like yeah a lot of that kino. I guess the twist is more like just how many people are like part of his entourage. I guess because like there's so many people in this room. Like you, it, it's not like a secret any of these people were working for him, so it's not a big twist, but it is kind of, I don't want to say surprising, but it is a little impactful just seeing so yeah. many people here. Um, So you talk to the Crooked Man, and you're being Big B, and you're like, I want answers! Give me the answers! <laughs> and Crooked Man's like, no, and then Big B's like, but do it! And then the crooked man says, fine. And he tells you the truth, which is that, like, um, Georgie did it. Yeah. (laughs) I love just how matter of fact it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Which is, like, again, the crooked guy is just some guy. And then, like, all of the possible bad guys are all bad guys. And it's just sort of one of them. Um, Courtney, (laughs) how'd you think, how'd you feel about that? Um... I mean, I believed it because, like, I mean, it it (laughs) was clear that, you know, the crooked man had given the orders and Georgie had carried it out, which makes sense because he was, you know, he's like the pimp of the prostitutes, so he'd be the one to do it. But, um, I mean, it it was set up from pretty early on. The conflict was going to be about, like, how do you, as the sheriff, react to you know, the person who actually pulled the trigger, essentially, versus, like, the person who gave the orders and sort of, like, the morality around that. So, I mean, I enjoyed yeah. it. And and they I enjoyed pull... the conflict it created instantly within this, like, rogues gallery of villains with Georgie yeah. getting so pissed off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah. really like that it just immediate, just everyone is yelling and arguing with each other and Bigby's just there like, uh. Yeah, like they were just talking over each other. I thought it was done really well. Like it just was super naturalistic because like Georgie is just like, 
he's just so mad. He's just like, fuck all of you. And, and they're yeah, just like, so. what? 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 <laughs> and, and Tweedledum is telling Georgie, like, dude, just go with it. Yeah. You're going to get us all in trouble. Just go with it. Just go with it, yeah, man. Come on, Don't man. turn down this opportunity. <laughs> um, so af- after you find out that Georgie Porgy was the one who actually did it, but according to Georgie Porgy, he was being ordered uh, w- with a pretty fierce order that he could not back down from uh, by the Crooked Man. And you you as the player are left to sort of grapple with how you feel about who's actually in the wrong in a Hitman situation like that. Mm-hmm. Except, I mean, like, are you? Because it's definitely the Crooked Man is the worst guy. It, like, clearly... It, Georgie Porgy's not like the main bad guy from that situation. Yeah, but they're also both bad guys who are responsible for this. Sure. Yeah. Like, Georgie Porgy's lack of moral compass in this kind of thing is a big part of why it is gross. But mm-hmm. also, he didn't make it happen. And he was put in a position where he had to. And yeah. I think any most players playing through the game would see that and think like, okay, well, the worst guy that I actually want to put for this murder is the Crooked Man. Yeah. Um, unless Courtney didn't. No, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's hard for me to imagine someone playing and just being like, oh, the Crooked Man's right. He, you know, he's, he didn't. Georgie was behind. He didn't do he it. He just said words. He didn't actually, you know. Words don't mean anything. Right. Sticks you and said stones take care can, of it. That could have meant anything. Yeah, yeah just been sending been them off with a on baby a long vacation. Yeah, he could have given them some money and said, "Here you go." Yeah, so long. <laughs> um, so they all escape through like a magic stained glass mirror that they break. But not before Georgie gets stabbed in his body. Georgie gets stabbed by one of the Tweedles who was aiming for Big B, but Big B like ducked out of the way and what a shit Georgie show. In the way. <laughs> yeah they were really unorganized in that moment and that was their downfall <laughs> this could have gone so smoothly but instead it was a comedy of errors um all the while the, the, i'm glad you you stopped me from moving on because i did want to point out that this whole time uh they're really boosting this idea of the main fable town government can but does not help these fables while the crooked man is like doing things that are against the law and in ways that are kind of gross, but is trying to help fables in a sort of like social good kind of way that I, I mean, personally, I don't buy at all, but I guess that's what they're presenting here as the main yeah. moral dilemma of yeah. of the whole season, really, and, and how do you feel about that, Courtney? Because I think Dustin and I have spoken on this before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it gets. I don't know. I imagine that at the very end, like the dialogue can differ substantially depending on sure. what you choose. But you know, at the end of the game, um, the characters definitely get into that and how uh, you know the the idea that turns people against the crooked man is that he doesn't actually care about helping them he that's just sort of the persona he puts on 
because he really just cares about mm -hmm. trapping them in his system so he can continue to it, like it's... exploit them and get their money and everything so yeah, yeah basically keeping them indebted to him yeah yeah he he's the drug dealer archetype right, right? like so he's... while the government definitely could stand to improve and probably sucks in a lot of ways like the, mm -hmm. the crooked man is you know intentionally like trapping people like the government's just could do a better job at helping people for sure but they're not like essentially enslaving people at the threat of their lives yeah. if they don't pay their debts etc i'm i'm still really baffled about that in the last episode like in that back room having having them chained up for making like the magic and stuff in back what was the benefit i know we already talked about this so i don't i don't want to get too into it Wait, but boy, it's what, still... what do you mean what was the benefit of the chains <laughs> yeah keeping them chained up in that back room if you're already I, I i just didn't see why he had to we talked about it in the well I, I guess narcissa narcissa narissa narissa there we go i guess narissa uh is kind of proof that it's not a perfect curse like she can go and talk to bigby in ways that are probably gonna piss off the crooked man mm. um so chains will if she was chained up she wouldn't have done that i imagine yeah but they it looked like they're let go afterwards it doesn't look like they're like forever enslaved well i think they well i'm the reason they weren't there anymore is because the butcher turned that light on that warned them to mm. leave so they needed to get everyone out yeah i think they're so actually i went to the pawn shop first uh, last mm. episode, so I did not get to see the uh, people working in the back room. They're already gone by the time I got there. Um, no, we we did we they weren't there for us oh, either. But I didn't think I found out that it was like the prostitutes at all for whatever reason. Maybe I just didn't get the same dialogue or something. But we saw the chains, hmm. and Bigby was like, "Hmm, they are keeping people trapped here." But I don't think it ever <laughs> said like who it was. Um, but. Yeah, I mm -hmm. guess they're kind of just forced to, to work in the strip club at night and the, you know, the magic mines during the day or whatever. Yeah, the, ma the, the, old... <laughs> the magic mines <laughs> in the butcher shop. I, I guess that's what that is. Like a magic mind of, uh, mine of some sort. Going to the pawn oh. shop first, I just want to say, seems like the absolute better option because I got so much more stuff and Adam did too. And it seems mm -hmm. like if you go to the butcher shop second, you get pretty much all the same stuff that you got from going there first. Okay. So. Yeah, it, it seems that way, that there's a lot of choices in this game that are not equal. Uh, probably for good reason. Like, some choices are... <laughs> you're not cool if you make those choices. But, like, so. <laughs> unlike the, the choice where, you know, it's like, yeah, we probably should have checked on Lawrence first, but we didn't, but... I don't feel like there was anything super strongly pointing you towards going to the pawn shop first here. It, was, it wasn't it was like, yeah, when I think about it, I really should have done that. Like, I just chose that. I don't even really remember what my mental... Oh, it was because, like, they talked about Bloody Mary being at the butcher shop a lot, and they talked about the Jersey mm -hmm. Devil being at the pawn shop, and I was like, I just want to meet a new character. So that's why I went there. So I think, I think Dustin and I both did the butcher shop, but we both kind of didn't want to. Dustin is on record yeah. as saying that he did it because he thought I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I guess we saw how that played out. And I did it and immediately regretted it because really, like what they were saying before, it would make a lot of sense if Crane went to the pawn shop 
which would be a quicker like shortcut to the end of where we were mm-hmm. going yeah um so i like from an investigative detective kind of perspective the pawn shop is the better option in general so it, it makes sense that you're rewarded in, in a small way for going there first mm-hmm. um Okay, so you go through the stained glass window. The crooked man, with the help of Bloody Mary, has uh, gotten a good amount of distance on you. And now you're chasing cars. It's a car chase. And you're jumping <laughs> off car roofs. and it's This car chase of... is crazy. It is crazy. It's very quick time event heavy. Um, there, there's one interesting choice in the middle of the car chase, which is, are you going to jump on the car that has Georgie Porgy and the uh, the prostitute whose name you don't know yet. Um, or are you going to get in the limousine which has Bloody Mary and um, the Crooked Man in it? Except I didn't realize what that choice was. Because Me I, too, exactly the same. Yeah, I didn't remember... That they had shown us that limousine before, so I just thought, oh, the one on the left—that's the car with Georgie Porgy in it. That's the one I'm supposed to be following. So I, I didn't really treat it like a choice, and I would have done the other one if I realized. Uh, yeah, I wish he did because I also did Georgie. Yeah, same uh, thing here. I thought it was just kind okay. of supposed to be like <laughs> oh, a test. No. Like, were you paying attention to which car Georgie was in? And I'm like, yeah, I was. And then <laughs> later, I was like, wait a second—that was that limo was also important. You know what? That's really not on us. Wonder... That's not on us. That's the game's fault. <laughs> I I really wonder if there is a big difference. Uh, like there has to be, right? I don't want to make assumptions, but that seems like a big choice that could really change how the episode goes if you yeah. go with one car or the other. Yeah, because what we see if you follow Georgie Porgy is huge. That's yeah. that's a huge change. Um, it two characters die. And you learn basically the whole deal. And if you just don't do that, that'd be hugely different. Yeah, I wonder... We'll we'll need to do another version of this episode with five people on it. And then one of them might have picked the limo. (laughs) One of us has to have picked the limo. (laughs) Um, So, uh, Dustin, you want to kick off what happens at the Puddin' and Pie when you catch up with Georgie Porgy? Boy, I would love to. Um... So you get to the Puddin' and Pie, and you see, uh, her name's Vivian, right? Yeah. The, um... The girl with the ribbon. Yeah, so it turns out you were just 100% right. I mean, we basically got that to begin with, but here it's really laid out for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, she is the girl in the story with the ribbon. She, she just is the one. Yeah, but Um, of all the girls with the ribbon, it was the blonde one who you never hear talk and only see in the background and is not important. Yeah, uh, that one is the one, the girl with the ribbon. <laughs> I don't like that she's so like on Georgie's side. I guess it makes sense. It shows her and Georgie have more of a connection than uh, he does with the other girls. Yeah. Um, but like, he he did kill them. Why are you like? Even if it was the crooked man's order, he's the one who made your friends' yeah, heads go. I off mean, of their if bodies. you read the like backstory entries, uh, it essentially mm-hmm. says that like. They sort of became friends as they were fleeing from the homelands, and then they formed the club together. So 
they've known each other for longer than she's known mm-hmm. any of the other girls. Now, I'm not saying that she should still be so cool with what he's done, but, like, I guess it makes a little more sense frame that way, because they, they go way back. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I get that. I totally get that. But it's also, like, you, this is not a guy who, who sh- you're really going all in on this yeah. guy. <laughs> well, so, so what I got out of that was that Faith and Lily... And Nerissa, I guess, but maybe not Nerissa. That that's for a later conversation. Um, had to die per the Crooked Man's request because they had a plan to overthrow the Crooked Man or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was either Vivian dies, which would kill all of them and sort of solve the problem, or just those girl di- girls die. So like Georgie Porgy picking killing the other girls and and in order to keep vivian alive endeared him to vivian because vivian knew how hard of of a choice that was yeah and it was it was for her so she liked that in a way so i i could see her being on his side but also she is really defensive of like the whole thing when all she had to say was look the crooked man had us basically at gunpoint and if we didn't do what he said we would die so that's exactly we should not be blamed for that that's not my i don't care to take responsibility for that yeah i I feel like there could have been a little uh better way to write her in this scene but you know it gets the point across it's fine it's fine it's fine it's fine it's It's how you say fine it's just oh it's, it's fine can i can i rewind just a second uh one thing i wanted to uh mention i kind of feel like uh during the big car chase part, it made me realize I prefer how this game handles quick time events over Walking Dead season one. Mm. Or I, I guess not so much the quick time events because they're basically more or less the same. But yeah, I was going to say they don't it, feel different to me. There's some specific parts that I just feel like Walking Dead could have just done it like this. And they're I guess they're not even really quick time events, but it's parts in season one of Walking Dead where it's like, Lee is going to run off of this roof building and you need to know exactly the right spot to click on this, uh, yeah, on this edge of this, on this ledge of this building, or you will fall down and die multiple times because <laughs> yeah. you just can't get the right spot. Yeah. That happened to me and my dead. Is it possible yeah, to, I feel like... to like die from a quick time event missing in this game? Because I felt like they were extremely lenient there are a couple uh, times, yeah. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think that's possible. There's a couple. I th- I think one is like when you're fighting uh, the Jersey Devil in the last episode. He can like stab you in the in your body, and you will die. Yeah, there've been there were a few times where I like missed one during a big fight, but it didn't matter because there were like so many quick time events that he like like Bigby seemed to recover from it. Um, but then there were yeah. other times where like. A lot of them are, like, left trigger or right trigger, and I just, like, always hit the right trigger, and it seems to work no matter what it says. Uh, Hmm. And also, like, sometimes I'm, like, outside of the circle, and it's still, like, Big B is being a badass, so it's, like, they just seem really lenient. (laughs) Yeah. They they don't care to penalize the player for any reason in this game. They, I, I think there's a weird antagonism that... I've brought up as early as The Walking Dead about the fact that they still have to make games. Um, like, underneath all of this, 
it just seems like you want to do the narrative, like choose your own adventure thing, and that's it. And that's fine. Yeah. That is clearly the best part of these games. Um, so it makes sense that you would want to do those. And then you, you like, it almost feels like they feel bad that they need to do these quick times or mini games or other things like that when I'll they want to get to the main thing. I'll say this. I think it would be worse if they didn't have the quick time event like action scenes. Okay. I feel like. I feel like they are a good way to kind of help break... Like, they're not the most engaging gameplay in the game, but they do help break up uh, the other stuff. It, it is a nice change of pace when it happens, and I feel like it could get a little stale if it, you were just doing, like, dialogue options and choices. Plus, I think it's cool. I, I think I remember you talking about something like this in The Walking Dead. I can't remember, but there's also another instance in this episode later on where like there is a quick time event trigger and it becomes like your choice whether to actually do it or not mm -hmm. whereas normally you're like oh i gotta defend myself i gotta press this button right now but like they can switch it up on you and like subvert it to be like wait a second i don't have to use violence here and i can just wait this out yeah yeah um station wagon guy i think is the the specific reference in walking dead we're like the ui for come on keep clicking this guy to choke him to death shows up and you can just not click yeah, and then that can. is also its own choice and i uh, think that's the better way to do it i think it's a more satisfying outcome if you don't do it but i also think it's kind of i guess maybe not really that obvious that you could even do that because you're so accustomed to if you uh -huh. get like uh mash a you're like okay well i got a mash a you don't really think about uh having that option because like well i'll die if i don't <laughs> uh yeah you have to really want to not do it in order to not do it um it, it needs to be a very strong emotion and in that way i think that they've successfully brought quick time events into the main thematic purposes of the game that said they do that, like, twice in the whole season. Yeah. So, yeah. like, all of the other quick time events are not interesting in that way. I just think it was <laughs> funny that there was this huge wolf man running around New York. Like, they weren't so far. Yeah. They weren't just in Fable Town the whole time. Come on. Like, people had to have seen that. Yeah, they had to yeah. zap a lot of police people in order to erase <laughs> that one. A lot of people remembered it, I imagine. <laughs> There should have been, like, a pop-up that was just, like, half of New York will remember half that. Half of New York will remember this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Because then he, he shows up at the, the Puddin' and Pie uh, after the car chase to talk with Georgie Porgy and Vivian. And mm -hmm. they just sort of... I thought for sure we were going to be talked to by Snow. Like, hey, did you just fuck up hardcore? Uh <laughs> I did you just turn into a big scary wolf? Did you just doom our entire society real quick? <laughs> uh, I thought we would for sure get some sort of dialogue about that. Never happens. Some sort of slap on the wrist. Yeah, yeah, some sort of demerit. Yeah, at least. it never really comes up. Maybe that's what season two is about. <laughs> season two is all about that. Yeah, just, just that one mistakes. car chase where you messed up. It's all about Biggie <laughs> going like around. He's going around New York and he has to like wipe everyone's memory. That's what the whole game is. <laughs> yeah. Or apologize yeah. for it. He's like, sorry. I didn't mean to. Sorry I broke your balcony. I was being all wolf doom. 
So, oh yeah, uh, and and then he then he finds new clothes on their clothesline. He, how yeah. lucky is that? Yeah, new that clothes he finds that are perfectly like, his. Yeah, clothes. the exact that same clothes he had before. Ho- yeah, same size, same style. Uh, <laughs> right there includes shoes. Yeah. <laughs> and like a tie. That's such. Yeah, that's such a bizarre choice. They could have just had him like shirtless for the rest of the episode, and it would have been like, okay, I get it. He burst out of his clothes, but no, they're like, we have to make sure he has. The exact outfit he had before. Do people yeah. normally put their ties like out on a clothesline? No, because he you got don't a... wash a tie. Yeah, I didn't think so. It. Yeah, because he got a you tie. Just, you just wish it clean, and, and it's as clean as it needs to be. <laughs> it's like a belt. You don't put a belt in the dishwasher or. <laughs> I hope room. not. <laughs> um, I mean, that might be the only way to actually clean a Maybe. belt, but you just don't. You wouldn't do it. You just wouldn't do it. That's just not a done thing. So, Georgie Port is bleeding out. He's probably going to die. And then Vivian feels bad for everyone who's still ribboned up. Because Faith and Lily were not the only ribboned up people. We've got Nerissa. We've got the uh, the male stripper they had, whose name I don't remember. Um, uh, Was it Hans? Yeah. It was a Hansel from Hansel and Gretel? No, it's clever Hans. I... Just like the horse yeah. that can count. <laughs> The horse that can but cannot yeah. actually count. Um, yeah, so he he's glamored up to look like a dude and not. But a he's horse. normally a horse. No, he's not. He's he not a horse. a horse. I think the horse thing was named after this fairy tale of clever Hans, which I don't know this oh. fairy tale, but I don't. Think okay, I don't either. Horse. I I okay, did think it was Hansel and Gretel. Thank you for Gretel, introducing but... the uh, fan favorite googling section of the show. <laughs> um, because his fable entry said something about him throwing sheep's eyes at his wife, and I was like, oh, what? When did that happen in Hansel and Gretel? Okay, so I'm on the Wikipedia page for Clever Hans, and it does say there is a fairy tale. Uh, it's a boy who ruins his engagement with a girl through a variety of comedic events. <laughs> <laughs> The feel-good comedy of the summer. The title, Clever Hans, is claimed by most people to be ironic. Yeah, I'd say so. Probably. Um, yeah, it's it's a Brothers Grimm one. Uh, every morning when Han meets Gretel, Hans meets Gretel, he asks her for a gift. In order, she gives him a needle, a knife, a young goat, a ham, a calf, and herself. And in each wow. instance, Hans mishandles the gift. He sticks the needle in some hay, but then his mom tells him that he should have stuck it in his sleeve. So he puts the knife in his sleeve, but he's told that he should have put it in his pocket. So he puts oh, the goat geez. in his pocket, and then that smothers the goat. And then he's told he should have led it by a rope. So he ties the ham to a rope, but a dog steals it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so his mom tells him he should put the ham on his head. So he oh. carries the calf on his head, but it kicks him in the face. And so it runs away. And he's told that he should have tied it to the stable. And then, so when Gretel gives him herself, uh, he ties her to a stable. And uh, his mom's advice is, you should have cast your adoring eyes at her. So he gouges out the eyes of the livestock he owns to throw at Gretel. And the result is a disengagement. Yeah. Portrayed by the final sentence, and that's how Hans lost his bride. He's kind of like he Amelia Bedelia. Goat's eyes at her. Yeah, no, like so much worse than Amelia Bedelia, though. 
You know what? I'm just going to say I don't think any of that comes across in the game. No, I would say that um, he's 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 painted as a himbo type, maybe. Yeah. But uh, not this much. Not that much. <laughs> <laughs> also, it, it's two things that are Hans and Gretel. Yeah, what's up with that? Hansel and Gretel is the, the witch that eats them. And then also it's this other thing. <laughs> in that one, they're lame. siblings. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Um, okay, Grimm. I guess you didn't learn very many names growing up in the <laughs> German backwoods. Um, Better luck next time. So Vivian here. Yeah. Th- this is a this is I think a, a show stealing moment. She feels bad about all the people that are still rivened up, and she realizes that if she just lets herself die, she sort of takes it for the team. All those people's curses can be broken, but she will die as well. Um, and she chooses to kill herself by untying the ribbon. And I don't know if this happens every time, but that's definitely what I got. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it not? Is, I assume that you, by your affirming mm-hmms, also got that. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yup. That probably happens every time. That makes sense. I can't imagine getting out of that one. Yeah, like even if you chase the crooked man in his car, this just seems like too big a plot point to just do differently to not get. Yeah, yeah, it, this is way too big. Um, it, it's a it's a good character moment. For Vivian, because it's her only character moment. <laughs> She's yeah. not treated like a character outside of this moment. <laughs> that was her one time. Uh, so Georgie's very upset about this. And then Georgie asks Bigby to kill him, to like put him out of his misery. He's trying to like egg him on so that Bigby does it. And you have Come the option on. to put him out of his misery or let him bleed out. And this is one of those that made me frustrated at the game because like... Even if we, I know he's going to bleed out, give me an option to try bringing him to a hospital. Like, don't make me do this. <laughs> Why would you? It, it just seemed unfair. Just felt bad to me. I didn't like that. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess the point is, look, he ain't going to, there's nothing you can do here. So just end it or don't. Uh, did you kill him or let him bleed out? I killed him. I killed him. Wow, I let him bleed out. He was, like, you clearly suffering a lot, so I just wanted to put him out of his misery. Yeah, yeah. I liked that he was suffering. Yeah, that's fair. One thing that I, <laughs> One thing that I didn't like about this, though, is later on, when it comes up in conversation, uh-huh. uh, when you're talking at uh, Crooked Man's trial, Bigby just says, uh, I killed him. Yeah. Without any other context. Yeah. And it's like, you want to explain this? You want to maybe so say why you killed him? That's so frustrating because you want to be like, well, yeah, Tweedledum tried to stab me. He missed and hit Georgie Porgy, and then he bled out. That's that's what you want to say whether or not you did the final blow or not. Because it's yeah. kind of an analogous situation to what the Crooked Man did with Faith and Lily, where he, like, Tweedledum is the the crooked man here he causes the death but you being the instrument or georgie porgy being the instrument to actually fulfill that death it, it should be given 
the option to to like let that thematically rhyme yeah but if you can't explain that tweedledum did it then it's just like i think it's good in one case and bad in the other and then it doesn't make sense and yeah yeah Yeah, i I do feel like the i i liked this story a lot i don't want to only complain about it but there's a lot of things in this ending episode that feel like they got confused on the way out the door especially Um, from like a, a thematic narrative perspective yeah i feel like i wouldn't be like that upset about it if it weren't for the fact that walking dead felt so like yeah perfectly finalized i guess like so satisfying in what it does yeah the walking dead season one is this idea of like is this gameplay idea at its purest most natural form I never felt like I was clicking an option that said disagree with the guy and then I slapped the guy. <laughs> you know, like it adds so much to what I didn't choose and then I get blamed for slapping the guy. And that kind of thing happens in The Wolf Among Us kind of often. And that breaks the idea of trying to hold the player accountable for choices. Because mm-hmm. if it is going to do stuff after the thing I actually tell it to do, and then include that as part of my choice, I don't actually feel like it got me. I just feel like, well, you're making fun of Bigby right now, but that's something Bigby did that I didn't. And uh, that that just doesn't... It just doesn't jam. just doesn't jam with me. Versus, like, yeah. everything that Wolf... Uh, sorry, Walking Dead did. Yeah, it, it's one of those things where it doesn't ruin the story for me, but it it is frustrating because I do like the story and I just don't want it to have any flaws. I just want it to be. <laughs> yeah. Good. I would like it to have no flaws. They should do the <laughs> next game that way. Yeah. They should really have that in their notes. Probably no flaws. <laughs> Last time we decided to put flaws in and it didn't quite work out. Yeah. What, Telltale went under. We meant to do pause like wolf paws, but we put flaws <laughs> in it instead. Um, so, yeah, I, by the way, when you say don't kill Bigby, like the option is don't kill Bigby, the thing that it says in the upper left-hand corner once you pick it is you chose to let Georgie suffer. Oh, yeah, I got you chose to end Georgie's suffering, so. Yeah. (laughs) Really rubbing salt in the wound. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, if that's the choice you make, you gotta be like, ooh, good job, you dick. I think I picked that mostly because I was just tired of the townspeople yelling at Bigby for things that didn't make sense. And I was positive <laughs> that someone was going to yell at Bigby like, you killed him just straight up? And then Bigby wasn't going to have an answer. Did that basically happen for you? Well, it's it's so weird because, uh, at least for me, that basically what I said is exactly what happened. Like, Bigby... He's like asked about Georgie and Bigby just says, I killed him and doesn't he doesn't yeah. follow up why or like anything. Like no defense, everyone's just like, Okay. Yeah, that was kind of an unforced That's error. Such a like weird you could have just said to he's let him dead, get away with. You know? But but he's just like he's dead, I killed him and then everyone's like, Alright. Of all the things <laughs> they get mad at Bigby for, it's so wild that they let him get away with it. Uh, everybody that. hated that guy, I guess. Yeah, he did yeah, suck. Every, 
Yeah. And, and like killing him, I think is the right thing to do if he's suffering and going to die anyway, but it doesn't really make sense for them to just, for, for him to not follow up on why he did it. And then for all of them to just accept it. <laughs> well, it makes sense. <laughs> I killed him. It. And then that could mean anything. That could mean I ripped his head off for fun. Yeah. I killed him yesterday before I even knew. <laughs> Unrelated to any of this. Um, so that's that scene. It, it's very poignant. I like it. It's good. Yeah. Um, oh, I liked that um, when I had been there before, I smashed the neon sign and it was still smashed. I mean, nice. Sense, I love that. But I liked Good seeing that in the background. <laughs> That's probably a huge amount of attention to detail because there were so many different kinds of things that could have been smashed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that was back in episode two. That was so long ago. It could have been so easy for them to just forget. Yeah, yeah. and you could say, you like, they what? had a replacement sign in the back that they just yeah. brought out. It <laughs> Exactly. I, I'm wondering if Wolf Among Us 2 will have choices from Wolf Among Us 1 carryover. It's so old. The code's gotta yeah. be... Yeah. Maybe it's... I have no idea how, like, save data exchange for different games works. That's a good question, since Walking Dead does carry, like, all the way from season 1, all the way, like, through every season, it saves your choices. Yeah, uh, but Walking I Dead think... was always, like, active. Yeah, it's just interesting that those carry over for so long. But something like this, who knows, especially when being done by technically a different company. Yeah. Um, so after this, or maybe before this, if you picked the limo, you go to some warehouse uh, that you're pretty sure uh, the Crooked Man's going to be at. Uh -huh. And in this warehouse... You find Bloody Mary, and she is at her A-game, high-tier Bloody Mary. She uh, she drops the glamour, and she looks all gross and demon-y, like the demon Bloody Mary. And what a cool design with, like, all the glass mirror shards yeah, I loved sticking it. out of it. She's, her. like, super yeah. creepypasta with the blood running yeah. down from her eyes. It's perfect. Yeah, she breaks like a mirror, and then every uh, section of that mirror splits off. And each one of those sections becomes its own Bloody Mary. And yeah. then you're just dealing with a clone, a giant horde of Bloody Marys. And in response to this, they, they beat up Bigby pretty bad. But then he goes into wolf mode. And then they beat him up more. And then he goes into real deal wolf mode. Which probably yeah, has a the... name. <laughs> In the comics, he, they, they probably have like a, oh, this is Super Saiyan 4 or, or something. There's like a name for when he goes big honkin' wolf mode. Big wolf, they call it. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I mean... Large boy. Based on the Fable book, it just said that was his true form. And, you know, so that's the real big bad wolf. Yeah. He could blow a, a house down. I, I believe it now. I was glad... <laughs> when I see a wolf this big? Yeah, I was glad that he did have, like, a true wolf form because I didn't know if in the lore, like, mm -hmm. the big bad wolf was just this, like, werewolf-looking dude or if he was, yeah. like, ever actually a real yeah. full four-legged wolf. So I'm glad that he was because it's cool. 
Yeah, they, they reveal in the, uh, the like the bio that you get for Bigby at the very, very end that when Snow found him as all the fables were sort of in the process of leaving to America, she stabbed him with a lycanthropy knife, which made him an actual werewolf. So sometimes he is a wolf and sometimes he is a human. I thought th- this is the first time I realized he's not wearing glamour. Because I thought he yeah. was a wolf, and like the back and forth between human and wolf was just because of glamour. Um, yeah, but but no, uh, same until they elaborate on it in uh, his bio. I bet that's like a page one comics knower thing, and we just didn't know it, and we said it wrong the whole time. Yeah, all the comic fans listening were like, "It's so obvious." <laughs> Yeah, it also uh, doesn't give Bigby's apartment the excuse of him spending money on glamour. So, like, for real, why does his apartment suck? It doesn't have to. (laughs) Yeah, he chooses to just live in a shitty apartment with a pig. Yeah, he has only beer in his fridge, and the game presents this, like... Well, I guess he's poor. It's like, you can buy other... Beer costs money, too. You just made the wrong choice. Yeah, anyway. Something I uh, I was just thinking about is um, the character of Bloody Mary. Mm-hmm. In this game, I think character-wise, she's pretty undeveloped. Hmm. Like, she's just a crazy lady who will kill. Yeah. yeah. That's it. She's like yeah, the... Yeah. But uh-huh. Go on. I, I think it makes up for it by just how cool she is. Like, the concept yep. of Bloody Mary is done so well and so creatively in this game that that's all I really need from this. I don't need to know, like, her whole backstory and what she's all about because she's just cool now. Yeah. She has this demon form. Yeah, I, I agree. List. Like, she's not the most interesting <laughs> deep character, but she's fun. She's a fun villain. Sometimes that's yeah. all you need. Yeah, exactly. we were talking before about her facial animations. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of good faces on Bloody Mary. Uh, she's just constantly extremely mad at everything, and uh, <laughs> that that works out. That that's a good character. Eyes wide open, always showing her teeth. <laughs> she's always showing her teeth, um, and and you you do end up actually killing her in this fight. Uh, you chomp through enough ghost Bloody Marys. You find the real one. And you chomp through her like a mirror. And then when, uh, like, he's big bad wolf, Big B, is bleeding from the mouth. And then he transforms into a human. He's still bleeding from his mouth from when he bit her apart. That's that's cool. That's a mm-hmm. that, that's a very uh, comic booky moment. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't have to do that as hard as they did. And they did do it pretty good. I wonder if she is really did, dead, though. I don't. I like... bet so. Kind, I, I, I would believe it either way. I would believe it because I doubt she's in the comic book and they didn't make season two yet. <laughs> so she wouldn't <laughs> have true. any way of coming back. <laughs> when Bigby um, used his, like, uh, blowing his, his huff and puff attack, mm-hmm. I did find it, like, funny and I couldn't really place why at first, but... Yeah, but, well, it's because wolves don't do that. Well, I mean, obviously, but he's the big bad wolf, so he does do that. But, like, uh-huh. then later I realized it's because well, it really reminded me of, like, a Pokemon attack. It reminded me of, like, in Pokemon yeah, Stadium using Blizzard or something. Like, Yeah, he used Hyper Beam. Yeah, it had, yeah. like, the same, like, energy to it. 
It it should have had the announcer from Pokemon <laughs> Stadium. It really should have. That would be that'd be great. I wanna I wanna see that mod. <laughs> um, yeah, when when I played through that section of the game, I was really glad that you were gonna be on the show, Courtney, because I thought about that giant wolf and I thought, oh, Courtney's gonna love this. Oh yeah. Yeah, this was a this was a good Courtney mm. moment. Just just a big old animal, just wrecking shop. I mean, I, I, spoiler I alert for friends. what my golden moment is, but you you are very perceptive. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a good one. It's it's a good scene, um, especially because I also was pretty disappointed with wolf form in quotes Bigby that we've seen so far. He just sort of looks like a like a Sasquatch or like a Wampa <laughs> yeah. from Star Wars. Like the one that tries to eat Luke Skywalker in Empire Strikes Back and like hangs him from the ice ceiling. He looks like that guy. Yeah, he's not uh, the most badass looking guy. He just he kinda looks like a Scooby Doo monster. He d- he seems like a nineteen eighties <laughs> television monster of the week monster. Yeah. Like like they have that much sort of makeup and that much money for for and that's what it has to be. Um cuz it's not, that isn't what a wolf is. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what a wolf is. Yeah, like even in the face he doesn't look like wolfy at all. Yeah. Uh I guess the comics just got it wrong. <laughs> and so the game had to do it that way. Because the like, comics well, didn't know what a wolf was, and then they had to learn. You can't disappoint the fan. <laughs> um, yeah, I bet he goes full, full wolf in, like, episode or issue one of the comic. And, that, again, we just we refused to learn. We just didn't know. Um, but it, yeah. I liked not knowing, because it was a genuine surprise when he went further and became a real wolf. Mm-hmm. And that was that was good stuff. Um, so you find, you find, uh, the Crooked Man in this warehouse after killing Bloody Mary, and you have a few options of how to deal with him right then and there. Uh, you can try to kill him, but you know you probably shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, I, I was actually kind of surprised that it gave you, like, a lot of points in this episode are just, like, you, you can just kill him just try to kill him here just do it yeah i'm sure it doesn't work yeah but see the thing is like in the choices list at the end it says like you spared the crooked man not like you tried to spare the crooked man or something so like what if you can just kill him right there and you skip the whole trial scene <laughs> i'm i'm sure you oh, well that's... i'm sure you can at the end uh where where you're like for yeah. real for real given that choice mm-hmm. um well, well, so, I love, I love the choice when we get to it. Yeah, I, I do too. Uh, but at this warehouse, like he has a gun pointed at you, and you have a quick time event option of like, oh, you can click it, click the gun, and try to like push it away. Um, if you try that, and I did try that, he like, the, the crooked man shoots at you, and then Bigby backs off. <laughs> whoa. Yeah, basically just making a. Whoa, okay, I better, better hear this guy out. Better hear his whole monologue. Got oh, a... That's a whore. <laughs> uh, you're warned that he has silver bullets, which is, of course, just like real bullets in terms of deadliness, which is high. Uh, so you gotta be afraid of that. 
Um, <laughs> th- th- this seems like another junction for how different this episode could go, but um, I imagine that all of us brought him in for the trial. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Of course. I mean, like, that one I don't feel bad at all that we're all on the same page. That's That's what you're supposed to do. That feels like what you should do. Because they've yeah, been talking so much about, like, we have to do things in a way that is by the books. We gotta do it better. We have to be better. And then By the books, baby. It's such an obvious choice of, like, okay, this is a very clear moment. You can do this by the books and, like, make people feel more comfortable in this town or not. So you, so you do it. You, you just do it every time. Yeah. But yeah. now I'm wondering, like, if you... Like, can you kill him there? And then, like, does it just skip that whole scene? Or? Just rolls credits. <laughs> just, yeah. Just right there. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I, I... That is something I'll say about this is... Um, I mean, this is just uh, me assuming. But it really feels like this is one area where it feels a little better than Walking Dead's finale. Even though I prefer Walking Dead's finale. This episode at least feels like it can wildly diverge in more ways. Yeah. And that that could be totally wrong. It's totally possible they just all end up in the same spot anyway. Mm-hmm. But it at least feels like this episode, I actually kind of want to replay and see, or at least like look up what could be different. Um, whereas with Walking Dead, I'm like, no, this is just the way I do it and the way it happens. And even if you make different choices... It all has to come together in the same way. Here, I'm very curious. Mm-hmm. Me too. So, you bring him back, or at least we did. And all of the gangs, <laughs> the gangs all here, the entire town has congregated in City Hall for the first time, I imagine, ever. Uh, because they knew it was the finale. <laughs> uh, and and there was a, the staff party right after this, so they wanted to be in town. <laughs> Uh, I wish it was, like, every character in the game that was there. Like, Mr. Toad, TJ. (laughs) It just reminds me of, like, there was a string of movies for, like, a long time where they, every movie ended with the entire cast is together having a party. Yeah, they should, there should have been, like, an epic dance party at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this is the Shrek ending of Fables. (laughs) That would have been great. I mean, that's, Shrek basically Dancing up on the table. (laughs) Shrek is fables before they go to America. It's true. <laughs> Maybe true, Shrek will yeah. be in the sequel. They... I would oh, love yeah. Shrek to be in the That'd sequel. Be great. Uh, Shrek was in that. Did you see that Mike Myers show? Yeah. What the fuck? Shrek's in that. Yeah, Shrek is just there, and it's it, it's a guy in a Shrek costume. There's no. It's like... not a guy. It's Mike Myers in a Shrek costume. Yeah. Yeah, but. Like, they don't, like, try to make his mouth move or look natural. He just looks like him in a costume. (laughs) That show is the most bewildering, ass-happy show I've ever seen. Uh, (laughs) Everyone go watch The Pentaveret. It's it's worth your time. Uh, I can't believe that exists. Anyway. The trial is... it, It feels like the cornerstone of the entire episode. This is where everything sort of comes together. This is the real finale there's stuff after this that's sort of like a wrap-up but this is the main what it's all been going toward uh, which is it why it's weird it feels weird that you could possibly kill him before that yeah uh, 
So I could be wrong. Maybe it, maybe this is another case where it's just like too big a story beat. To yeah. Skip. So maybe even if you try to kill him, it's you still end up here. What I could maybe imagine is you blaming Georgie Porgy instead. <laughs> but that doesn't sound right. Georgie did it. Well, yeah, like, if you believe the Crooked Man's excuse of, like, well, I didn't do it, Georgie did. <laughs> uh, maybe you bring <laughs> yep, in that Georgie Porgy right. and you have a, a trial on him. Yeah, but he's dead. Man, that feels... Yeah, that feels like it would be even more uh, anticlimactic. Yeah. It's just, uh-huh. <laughs> it was just this guy, Georgie, who's just some guy who works at a strip club. So the Crooked Man's whole deal, like this, and this is why he wanted a trial. He was so confident in his own ability to talk his way out of it. He was sure that if he was put in front of uh, his peers, the whole town, he could convince them that technically there's no evidence linking him to the murders because Georgie Porgy's dead, so he can't speak on it. Uh, and mm. technically, there's uh, all these things that he does do that are beneficial to the community. And, and technically, this, that, and the other. So he shouldn't be held accountable. And, like, it does start to work. And it shouldn't. Uh, by the way, I wrote <laughs> down every charge that Snow charges him with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so forced prostitution, pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, attempted murder of Bigby. Fraud. Yeah, that's not great. Yeah, and I'm glad they included that because I kind of thought they would, like, brush over the fact that even what he's just doing to Bigby is illegal. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like, if nothing else was actually his fault, he did do this stuff. He did try to go mm-hmm. Bigby. Uh, fraud, extortion, racketeering, murder of Faith and Lily on his call, which feels like it should have been higher up in her list, but it was, like, second to last. <laughs> she's going in and chronological last... She's got to do it eventually. Or something. <laughs> actually, she's was, not. Uh... No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, illegal selling of magical artifacts, which I wish she didn't include... Because as we've gone over before, not illegal. Just frowned upon. Yeah. And the reason it's frowned upon is maybe a bad reason. Yeah, Buffkin straight up says, uh, not illegal. Yeah, just... <laughs> Buffkin says things exactly like you just said that, Dustin. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I've been practicing. Practicing your Buffkin. I'm a Buffkin buff. I have to come, I have to come clean. I am playing Buffkin in Wolf Among Us too. Dustin! Yeah. Clap, clap, clap. Clap, clap, clap. Thanks. I wouldn't have believed it myself if I didn't just make it up. I believe it because I <laughs> believe lies. So, um, <laughs> what they try to do here with the Crooked Man feels very similar to Station Wagon Guy in uh, Walking Dead Season 1, where everything that you've done along the way up to this point that could be turned against you is turned against you. Um, Boy, that sounds familiar. So, what did did you two get the Crooked Man, like, getting you with that you felt bad about later when he brought it up? Because for me, he says, uh, he once again brings up that I I got rough with Woody when I was interrogating him, which was like the one thing I did, and it was the only thing he brought up. Yeah, I got that too, but I got to be vindicated a little bit because, so I talked about this, um, you know, just in our Discord, but 
earlier, like I had been as nice as possible when I was interrogating Woody. Um, so I came in and Bluebeard was like fucking him up a bit and I, I was nice. I gave him his booze. I gave him his cigarette and I like tried to just talk things through with him. And then when Snow showed up, you know, proving that she was still alive, she just immediately got mad at us being mean to Woody, (laughs) even though I hadn't done anything. But now here in the trial, I finally got my chance to say like, Hey, I didn't do anything to him. That was Bluebeard. So that felt nice at least. But yeah, he yeah. still called me out for it, but I got to say, like, no, that wasn't me. That wasn't me, bro. Dustin, is that how that went for you, too? Um, well, if you remember right, I did torture Tweedle uh, D. That's a freebie. He sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did did, they, did uh, the Crooked Man bring up anything else? Because I felt like if that's the worst thing he has on me, I did pretty good. Yeah, I can't remember um, him really making me feel bad about anything else. Yeah, yeah, I also don't remember because I played it a week. Yeah, I, I guess, like, just in general when he said things about, like, the government not looking out for the little people or whatever, yeah. but, like, that wasn't Big V's fault specifically, but yeah, it, it was I like, I can't, I can't deny that. Every time I tried. I tried my best to help Mr. Toad. Same, fucko. it didn't work. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, it, it, in this moment, it feels like a weaker execution than uh, than in The Walking Dead, where like that station wagon guy conversation really will go down as one of I think Telltale's best scenes. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how I felt the the whole scene. I was like, all right, well, this just feels like something I've done before, but also not as good. Yeah. Uh, I, I I didn't like hate it, but you know, it it just felt weaker in comparison. So the 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 trial goes on, and it's actually looking like he's convincing enough people that maybe just because there's not enough proof and everything else, we should let it go. And some people in the audience like it, it, they're not so hot on it; they, they still seem frustrated that this is even happening, but they're kind of acting like yeah maybe if there's no proof and everyone else is dead then we can't just prosecute a guy on nothing but then the the whole the whole tone of the game turns around when narissa shows up you realize that she she was the one person not involved to the cast party so she shows up (laughs) late um and she's saying i was there when he said to do all the bad stuff and I, I saw it. I'm the proof. Just just say he's guilty. Just do it. Yeah, because she's and not that's cursed by the ribbon anymore because yeah, she can yeah, talk. Vivian's dead. So the curse is yeah. out there. Yeah. Um, she, cu- she comes into the room like Spongebob in the Spongebob movies. <laughs> she does. She says, I got something to say about Mr. Krabs. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's exactly, uh, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> and because of her testimony um everyone pretty much unanimously votes to find the crooked man guilty you did it that's the wolf among that us crooked man's like this is bullshit this sucks uh there's a funny moment after this where they're like okay so who should decide his punishment and you have the option to recommend democracy which i did did you take this i also said that yes yeah, I also did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you even ask? Yeah, you have the option to recommend <laughs> democracy. 
which feels like why would you not do that um and then everyone says that's stupid you should just pick <laughs> yeah it's like i don't want to i don't want to vote it's too hard <laughs> i abstain i abstain <laughs> it's so wild that like everyone seems to agree with that <laughs> No, no, no. We we all like <laughs> monarchies. I guess with their them it's being fine. fables, they would like monarchies more than yeah, the like average half of them are like princesses sense. or something anyway. So yeah, like they used to. Most of them used to be monarchies. So, <laughs> um, so they say, Mister Wolf, it's your call. And this whole game, I was never feeling any kind of way that Bigby Wolf and I share the same last name um, until this moment where they say, Mister Wolf. It's your call. That one was like a little too on the nose, and I I did feel a kind of way about that. Yeah, for me they said Mr. Jackson. That's weird. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> wow. They didn't Crazy. say my last name because no one can pronounce it right, so they just didn't even try. <laughs> They're like, whatever, you get it. Yeah, you're like a you're like a big wolf. Yeah, I bet. That's basically good enough. Um, but, but them throwing the, the climax decision of the game where I get to impact things the most so far saying, Mr. Wolf, it's your call that, that I'm not going to lie. I, it, it caught me off guard in a, in a chilling sort of way. <laughs> uh, first time in the game that that connection has actually mattered. Mitch like popping his collar. All right, guys, I got this. My collar popped automatically without me having to pop it. Just like, Ooh, okay. <laughs> I'm awake. <laughs> my collar is ready um so you have a few options you can say let him go no you can say imprison him basically forever i guess or throw him down the well which is equivalent well, to killing him well 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 don't forget one of the other options rip his head off <laughs> rip his head off yeah that's one of them too so there's four options i had to screenshot that <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's an amazing option. I was thinking about it, like, could we see that? (laughs) Yeah, like, there's no way I could do it, but I also wanted to see it happen. Could we see the option? Maybe if you pick that, Bluebeard would be like, okay, we shouldn't have let you pick. (laughs) They just say, okay. Okay, no, let's try democracy, actually. Yeah, next time we'll do better. (laughs) Uh, what did you all pick? Enslave. (laughs) well i think you mean in prison yeah yeah that's what i meant (laughs) i also picked that see what i found interesting was um like each of the options had like characters backing it up it wasn't just big b making this decision all on his lonesome like i think the people who wanted to kill him were like grin and holly which is understandable because um you know he killed holly's sister or had her killed and Mm -hmm. the person who was the strongest advocate for like sparing him and just imprisoning him was auntie greenleaf because she said you know i'm a witch i know a way that we can like make sure he won't escape um so because i really like auntie greenleaf so that really like kind of convinced me to go to her side because i just like her as the character but i mean that's what i would have done anyway probably but i thought it was cool that like you could sort of be influenced by the characters that maybe you you liked or related to in this story yeah totally agreed i like that uh there's enough people in there in the room uh, that could influence any of these decisions. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, not really ripping their head off. 
But <laughs> Well, that one's just you. That's just you really wanting to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's like the back of Bigby's head. Like, it, I bet it comes off <laughs> super easy. He's really skinny. <laughs> it would be so easy to kill it you. It would be... <laughs> I wouldn't sweat at all. <laughs> it, would, <laughs> it would come off like a Pez dispenser. You can see everyone's just watching Bigby think it over. <laughs> um, so something I really like here is that um, I clicked well. I clicked throw him down the well the first time. Ooh. But then upon doing that, they do this thing that they do a lot in The Walking Dead, and I really love it, where... Uh, like, you, you walk him toward the well, and then the crooked man, like, turns you around and kind of, like, wrestles control of the situation. And then he pushes you over the well, and then you're able to, like, topple over him again. And then you are holding him above the well, and then it asks you again the same choice as rip his head off, well, let him go, in prison. And, like, are you sure you don't want to rip his head off? With him hovering over the well, the moral ambiguity of this decision is reduced and you're given like a, a, a new way of thinking about what it, I actually want to do. And so I picked a different one the second time they asked me because they made it more real. Uh, and, and that whenever they're able to do that, they basically prove the entire genre. They, they prove that it works because they make this, yeah. you may, they make you make a decision and then they put you in the position where they're about to do it. And then they give you a second chance. And sometimes you're not even able to use the second chance. They just make you think you can. In mm-hmm. this case, you can. You actually can do whatever you choose the second time. But them proving like, hey, you made that call and you immediately didn't like it. So isn't that, isn't that interesting? And it is interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good job, Telltale. You were interesting. Thank you for being interesting. Okay, so Did that same thing happen? Yeah, for so, you? but it was in, like, like, reverse, because I picked to imprison him from the very beginning, and I can't remember how it exactly shook out, but I know I ended up in that same position of, like, holding him over the well, and I think it's because he, like, startles you or grabs at you or something, and then there's, like, a tussle, and you end up in the same... I don't remember. Do you remember, Justin? He, he tries to make a he tries to make a break for it. He tries to right? kiss yeah. you, yeah. Yeah, he tries to shove his tongue in your face, and you're like, um... <laughs> Awkward. Okay. Um, yes, please. <laughs> that just happened. <laughs> what were you actually saying, Courtney? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember exactly how it happens, but you do end up in the position of holding him over the well, and I felt like in in that moment, I was almost tempted to just, like, let him drop, because I don't remember how it shook out exactly, but, like, he had you know, like, sort of tried to make a break for it or maybe try to, like, push Bigby into the well instead or something. But uh-huh. I still, of course, chose to pull him back and not to drop him down the well. But for just, like, a moment in my head, I was like, whatever you did was just really low. So, like, maybe yeah. you deserve just falling down there. But I was like, nah, I can't do it. Yeah, I guess whatever whatever you're thinking about doing, the fact that this happens kind of makes you want to do the opposite. Mm-hmm. Because... Yeah. Uh, like, for me, I was about to kill him, and then he proved... I, I guess it felt like he proved how much he didn't want to die. <laughs> Which I, I should have... It was relatable. I should have... Yeah, I, I should have felt that beforehand. I should have understood that. 
Yeah, him wanting to do the trial was probably a good indication that he didn't want to die. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dustin, did that, that same deal happen with you? Yeah, basically exactly the same as Courtney. You both did uh, in prison twice. Yeah, in prison. But it did make me think about dropping him down the well. Exactly what you just said uh, kind of prompts you into wanting to do the opposite. But I did stick to... Uh, I, I did stick to my guns and uh, just imprisoned him. Uh, so I guess we all imprisoned him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this episode might have a lot of branching paths. It might. <laughs> it feels like it should. Who knows? <laughs> I guess we'll never find out. Yeah, this podcast sucks. <laughs> uh, <so laughs> no. So... Uh, you're you're given a, a a time skip, no matter what you do here, like a couple months in the future, um, or or maybe a couple weeks, a good amount of days in the future. And I think the first thing you see, as you're like walking through the business office, and Auntie Greenleaf's there, and if you chose to imprison him, she has a crow in a cage, and that's the crooked man in crow form, and he just needs to be a crow forever. <laughs> Which is a good change. He's better as a they crow. He's better as a crow. They cut his tongue out as well. They also cut his oh, tongue right. out. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Which seems like it seems like a hat on a hat almost. It's Yeah, it's over. He's a bird. What's he going to say? Yeah. Birds like can first talk. you turn him into Sometimes. a crow so he can't do anything and then cut out his tongue so he couldn't talk. He couldn't before. <laughs> yeah, just in case. He was a bird. Um <laughs> If it's a raven, ravens can like they can do human speech to some extent. Oh, I didn't know that. I assumed it was just parrots. Yeah, ravens uh, can also. Yeah, no, ravens can speech. do some kinds of. St- I think it's just a crow, though. Yeah. In it, which it's case, not... yeah, it's probably overkill. <laughs> it looked like a small bird. Um, and then then you walk like you're you're on your way walking out the building, and you're walking past this entire line of people waiting to get into the mayor's office. The mayor is revealed to be snow. Um, and it, this is a sad moment because, like, the whole deal that she was trying to work toward was making the, the city actually deal with the people that it's supposed to govern, uh, hearing out the problems. And this whole line of people is, there, there are each individuals that need something dealt with by the government and they, the government should be beholden to them. And then uh, Bluebeard just cuts the line. And then she just talks with Bluebeard, and then that's what you see, yeah. and that's exactly what happened before with Crane. Uh, the Crooked Man warned Crow, uh, warned Snow that she was becoming just the same as Crane, and he was right. Like she really is. Yeah, she doesn't By, even have time yeah. for Bigby. You know, Bigby's like, "Hey," and she's like, "Oh, I'm busy right now," and she just goes back in. Yeah. Um. Snow is a deeply troubling character to me because the the whole game she's looking at Crane and she hates Crane because she sees him as this pinnacle of corruption and uh, greed and tyranny and just looking out for just selfishness in general uh, ruling for the privileges of ruling and not for the uh, responsibility of, of the people that he's looking out for 
And she says, you know what? If I was in charge, I would do things differently. And like her way of doing things differently is more by the book, which just cuts the same amount of people out, but in a different way. And she doesn't seem to realize that up through the entire end of the game. She, she never turns around on that. Uh, she never yeah. realizes that her way is like actively hurting people pretty much just as much as Crane. Mm-hmm. She just happens to not be a weird, like, Victorian pervert about it, but she still <laughs> I guess is that is a step the up. Same. She's she really is the same as Crane in that way. Yeah. Um I wonder if they'll follow up on that in season two. I I mean we know Snow is in it, so I guess I guess we'll see. Um yeah, cuz cuz uh especially in episode 4, she keeps going on like, okay, what we really need to do to fix the city up is to force everyone who can't afford glamour to leave. Which is horrifying. Like that that's a, yeah. a very weird it it reminds me of sometimes you're talking with a friend who you might not know the political views of and then they just drop something that you find extremely deeply troubling. Uh and they're like, "Yeah, everyone thinks that though, right?" No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. No, not the case. Uh, we don't all feel that way about how the lower class people need to uh, afford life more. <laughs> That's not how we all feel. Um, yeah, just just a just a weird vibe from Snow, and I'm, I I like the character from a from a writing perspective, but yeah, they're really making me hate the person Snow White in this game a lot. Yeah, it was it was one of those, you know, like sometimes you gotta warm up to a character and you start liking them more and more over the course of something. But this is like the opposite. Mm-hmm. It's like I liked her at the beginning, and then the longer it went on, I was like, uh, I don't know. I was gonna mention exactly that. How at in the first episode, Mitch was saying how much he liked Snow and how much how he was sad that her head came off. <laughs> uh, and now, yeah, true, it's a totally different story. Yeah, I it, it almost makes me wish her head came off instead of <laughs> instead of the prostitutes. Bigby looks her in the eye. I wish your head was on the concrete. <laughs> the prostitutes didn't do anything wrong, so, and she yeah. did. Just, I mean, <laughs> you, you never you never wish that on a person. Your head coming yeah. off is one of the worst things that can happen to you. But uh, yeah, <laughs> one of them anyway. Yeah, it's up there. It's top ten wolf jokes. <laughs> Um, so then you go outside and you see the flycatcher, um, who, according to Dustin's roommate, Adam, you don't have to see the flycatcher the entire game until now. Yeah. You just be like, who's this guy? Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Yeah. Who's this guy? He's the crooked man. Let's, let's be honest. I, I guess it's fine since overall flycatcher has like zero effect on any of this story you could have he didn't have to be there at all so yeah, he's just a guy it yeah it's fine that he should it, it's weird to me that they would introduce him in the last cutscene, though oh but like, i wonder maybe you'll have to ask adam about this but i wonder if you don't meet him if he's not there because you have to offer him a job so if mm. he's you didn't do that then he wouldn't be back at the woodlands maybe oh uh, no adam told me that he's he's still there oh, okay well <laughs> Yeah, he's, weird. But you're just—it's just like you're seeing him for the first time. Maybe you he's have like, to hey, actively remember me? refuse him the job in order for him. You don't yeah. get to be <laughs> don't here. Don't come back. I never want to see you around these parts again. That you would be wild if that was the way to beat 
the system and get towed to not be sent to the farm. Yeah, he's got you no have one to, to drive. Not that offer one... Flycatcher a job. That's <laughs> that one thing that's unrelated. It's like you should have kicked Flycatcher out. <laughs> um. Yeah, but Toad and Toad Junior are being sent to the farm, and Flycatcher is going to drive. This sucks. I, this sucks. You can't get out of it. Like There's it. nothing you can do. It just—it's yeah. happening. Cause Snow White sucks. Yeah, you all heard how I've sung Toad's praises, even when he hated me. I was—I love this Frogman, and he has to get out of here. I, I like actually was baffled for a second and wondering if somehow the game had like messed up and not carried over my choices or something because I was like. <laughs> I did everything. I would never have done this. <laughs> I did everything possible. And even at the end where it gives you like all the character related choice breakdown, it's like you told mm-hmm. Snow not to send him to the farm. You gave him money so he could get glamour, whatever. And it's like, no, he's still going. Yeah. He spent it on flies. I, I, I mean, there's it obviously makes sense that in a world like this, some things would just be out of your control. But it doesn't jam with the rest of the game painting the importance of your choices in like everything else that happens uh it it feels weird that toad has to go but maybe just for the comics toad has to go to the farm yeah um so he can die in a war or whatever yeah he can die in a a war (laughs) yeah it's so weird i it's been a while since i looked at the wikipedia but they seemed you know like anyone can write these wikipedia articles but they were like adamant that they were like oh no the games are separate from the comics and the toad from the games is different than the toad in the comics who dies and i i'm like well that sounds weird but i haven't read the comics so maybe you're right i don't know enough about frogs to dispute it but <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a toad expert he could be a totally different mr toad <laughs> Uh, and then one more thing happens, and yeah. this is this is uh, this is another big moment. Nerissa shows up uh, to say hi to Bigby, and she she lets loose a couple key pieces of info, which is that everything that she said during the trial, where she was saying like I was there, I saw the crooked man do all the stuff, I I can account for it. You should arrest him. She wasn't actually there for it. She made all of it up. She made it up um, basically because she knew that he did it and she knew that uh, there would be no proof. So she rationalized it like this lie. I have to do it in order for the actual justice to occur. Um, Yeah. How do you feel about that? Fine. (laughs) I've been fine with it. (laughs) He's a bird now. It's not like we killed him. Well, even if we did, I like he still did yeah, it. Even if we did, it's fine. Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not like on the fence of whether he did it or not. I, <laughs> uh, so like her not physically having the evidence, but like manipulating the system to make it seem like she does. Uh, I'm, I'm a hundred percent on board with. I, I backed her up. I said that's fine. Do it again. Even <laughs> <laughs> do it all the time. Um. Because I, I think what they're trying to, to do here is trying to, like, in case you were still on Snow's side, which you should absolutely not be, uh, but if you were still on her side in uh, trying to make it seem like, well, following the rules is how we are better than everyone else that came before us. 
Nerissa's maybe supposed to offer this last minute of, uh, like, objection to that mindset of, like, well, I didn't follow the rules, so do you hate me? And if you feel that way about it, maybe this is a big revelation. But for me, I was like, yeah, that's fine. You're allowed. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. He's a bird. It's great. (laughs) Yeah, he's a bird now. Uh, It worked out. You're not a bird. It worked out for everyone. So it's fine. Um, But then... um, Oh, she also talks about how no one was picking up the case. So she had to leave those those heads on Bigby's doorstep. That's so right. she was the one that put the heads there. Uh, because no one was paying attention. The, the city was not investigating. In fact, it made me remember that in episode one, when you go to the uh, Hollies for the first time, mm-hmm. she says her sister's been missing for weeks. Yeah. yeah. I was and very Lily confused was the second about that one we found. at the time. Yeah. It, 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 without this um, new information from Nerissa, that doesn't make any sense at all. But I guess it does. Uh, they've been dead for weeks. So then Nerissa says some nice stuff to Bigby. They, they exchange some words. And then she walks away. Then Bigby realizes a bunch of stuff at once. And it's not exactly clear. Um... Like, he hears a bunch of quotes from earlier in the story about (laughs) Nerissa, about Faith, a.k.a. Donkey Skin, about how Donkey Skin uh, adorned the, uh, like, an ugly mask so people wouldn't know who she was, and then she rode out of town. And maybe they are hinting at the idea that maybe this is actually Faith, and she got away, maybe the Faith that died was... Yeah, it's because uh, uh, she says something that is, like, really similar or maybe the exact same thing that Faith said at the beginning uh, to Big B before she walked away then, which is something like, you know, you're not as bad as they say. And then she yeah. leaves. Uh, she, I mean, there's a lot of similarities between Faith and Nerissa. She, uh, earlier, she says, do you like my ribbon in the exact same way that mm-hmm. Faith did? Um, mm-hmm. They, they, one of the things he remembers in that moment is that the uh, Dr. Swinehart wanted Faith's body for further testing, so he never actually saw Faith's body. So the, like the, the glamour could have worn off and uh, it, it could have become Nerissa again. Maybe Nerissa was dead the whole time and the Nerissa that you saw was Faith the whole time. Um. Also, I'm so wait, sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say I might need to look up like what people were saying after this episode, like if people were discussing uh what she meant. Yeah, I I looked up online for some uh some like additional clues or thoughts about do they mean Nerissa is Faith or Faith is Nerissa? Um I think they mean Nerissa the little mermaid was the actual person who died, and that what you've been watching and talking to is Faith. Mm. Um, One of the pieces of evidence for that is that the Faith that we thought was Faith uh, was killed before Lily, but we know that Lily was missing for weeks, so Faith must have been dead for weeks too, which means that she couldn't have been there with Woody in episode one. That had to be someone else. So, like, maybe in that moment she was scoping out, she was pissing off Woody in, an order, in order to uh, 
get Bigby there to scope out Bigby to find out if Bigby was actually a good person and would help them. Mm-hmm. And then once she found out he was a good person, she put those heads on the doorstep so he would look into it. Yeah. Like, I looked yeah. it up a little bit too, and it seems like people are kind of split. Like, there's no mm-hmm. clear answer that the fandom has ever arrived on, on if, like... Like, it's it's clear the implication is that, you know, the person you've been talking with for most of the game is that, like, Faith and Nerissa are the same person, basically. Uh, one of them is glamoured to look like the other, but it's not, like, yeah. a clear, obvious answer on who is the real one and who's been dead. What a twisty-turny story. Also, when you ask the magic mirror if uh, it could tell you where Faith was, uh, it can't. And that could either be because of the curse on the, the necklace, or the, the ribbon, or because she's dead. Or mm. both. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so there, big, big room for interpretation there. What did you think that meant when you saw it? Either of you, I suppose. I mean, it took me a minute. Like, I just had to sit and think with think about it for... Like, it was clear immediately, like, the implication was that somehow that these girls are the same person. Like, the maybe the one that you thought was dead isn't really the one that died, etc. But, like, I don't know. There's, there's, like, it feels like one of those things where you'd have to play the entire game over and pay attention and try and see what you think after that. Like, now yeah, that you know what you're really looking really pick up on the yeah. details. I'm not going to pay attention in quotes. That's what I do. <laughs> I got a podcast, podcast to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was Faith the whole time and you never talked to Narissa. I think. That's that's where I'm landing at. Um, but who, who's to say? I could buy that. Who's to say? Who is to say, not like, if you really think about it? Yeah, our podcast might be one of the more important, like, records of saying things about Telltale, so probably us. Yeah, probably one of the bigger podcasts out there, so we can make that call. We're probably the biggest podcast, period. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even going to make a joke in response, because that's just true. So, with that wrapped up, that's The Wolf Among Us. Courtney, Dustin, yeah. as a series, what did you think? I liked it a lot. I'm really glad that um, I decided to play this along with listening to the episodes. And I thank you for having me on for this final one. Because oh, I, I really it, enjoyed yeah, it fun. playing it. And I'm glad that uh, it's sort of been like the perfect thing to do. So like I said earlier, I just started a new job recently. And I've been tired and I haven't had a lot of spare time. But like having this sort of like roughly two hours experience every week where it's like not really physically draining but it's very like mentally and emotionally engaging it's just been like a really cool thing to have and you know play along Mm -hmm. with yeah 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 we're we're happy to have you uh playing along i it that didn't really happen with a lot of the earlier episodes i kind of wish it did have you know having some people playing along with it you know that would have been fun to have people you know, giving their thoughts on Sam and Max and stuff, but I'm glad that it's happening now. I want to hear everyone's thoughts on Bone Out from Boneville. (laughs) Bone Out. (laughs) Bone Out from Boneville. Bone Out, You say it like that that every time. I would love to Bone Out. 
someday. <laughs> Let's just someday. bone out for a while. Let's just bone out, guys. Can we chill? Can we bone out? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do say it that way every time because it's the better way to say it. Um, Any of you guys play Bone the Great Cowries? Yeah, I I agree. I think I love this series. I love the world of Fables a lot. It's the mm-hmm. um, it's the game that we've played so far that most solidly convinced me. Maybe I want to check out the rest of the source material. Yeah, that I haven't already yeah. checked out the source material on. I guess Sam and Max would, but like I've, I've read those comics, I've seen the show, I, I know the other Sam and Max stuff. I don't know the other yeah, Fable exactly. stuff. I'd love to read the comics now. I think this I would game love to check that out. might have some of the best art direction in a game that I've like ever played. Like I don't know, I just yeah. really love the colors it's great. and Beautiful. just the character designs yeah. and everything. Yeah, uh, I'll agree with both of those and say, even though I think Walking Dead Season 1 is the stronger of the two games... Yeah. I do think this is the better world between the two. It like it feels, I'm just more interested in what it has going on. It, it feels really hard uh, to take this in a vacuum. Be- mm-hmm. it, it feels like when Breath of the Wild came out, and then you'd play other, or, or at least I had this this feeling of like I would play other games that were coming out that year. That were like, I'd love them. I, w- I really liked them in, in any other year. I'd think like, oh, that this is this is great. Um, but like, I did just play what might be the best game of all time. Um, like, it's a, it's one of the contenders. It's not my personal choice for best game of all time, but it isn't like my top 10 easy in best games of all time. And whenever that happens, it's it, it just turns into a really hard follow-up. And The Walking Dead, straight out of the gate, um did this formula better and i think that's kind of hard to argue um yeah it it is the better of the two games yeah. but also like i do think this game does some things better i, sure. I do prefer this world of fairy tale creatures uh living in a more gritty uh new york city absolutely more more than i do like a post a zombie apocalypse world excuse yeah, me like, yeah. i think you mean a, a walker apocalypse yeah. Oh, you're right, Dustin. We've I'm gotten so far. What a blunder! What what a silly mistake you've made. Did we bring up that there is deleted? There's deleted dialogue from episode two of Walking Dead, where they call them zombies. Um, I don't like, remember. Mark doing that. is ta- Mark is talking with Lee, and he straight up says, "I just can't bring myself to call them zombies." And Lee's like, "Nope." <laughs> and they, yeah let's not and they yeah uh, <laughs> they I, just cut those lines we might i have? don't know if i would have liked that more or less i know that we did bring up the fact that in uh i think like episode four of walking dead you can hover on the zombie kid in the attic you can hover yeah. the cursor on it and if you click it it like it's the ui says do something to zombie boy yeah, um, it forgot. It forgot to say Walker Boy. Whoops. Uh, so Whoops. A, a real blunder. <laughs> Hope someone gets fired for that. Uh, oops, the yeah. entire company got fired for that. <laughs> oh, whoops, that's what yeah. led to Uh-oh. it. Uh-oh. <laughs> but I, I do, like, it looks better than Walking Dead. Yeah. It, it just looks so good. Walking Dead looks good, but this just looks gorgeous. 
But yeah, overall, I do think Walking Dead was the stronger of the two games. But this is still a very good, very enjoyable game, even if it was a little more flawed, I think. Yeah, like I, I like the way this looks more. I like the music in this more. I like the world mm-hmm. of this more. I want to think more about uh, the Wolf Among Us world a, a lot more than I want to think about the world of The Walking Dead. But like the I gameplay do think of Walking Dead, Dead is so really much stronger. It's yeah. So I, I also stronger. think Walking Dead kind of sells its characters a little more. I like the characters of Wolf Among Us. Sure. Yeah. But I, there's just I think Walking Dead just pulls it off so well. And you know I don't think it's fair to judge Wolf Among Us just in comparison to Walking Dead. I guess uh, because it is good. It, it is. I did like it a lot. It's the same company in like the same yeah. twenty or uh, like twelve month period, though. I don't know. I I think it's fair. I guess that's true. Um, I it, you do want to view things as they come on their own merits, but yeah, I don't. Know. I I guess I'll I'll just say that I enjoyed both of them. I enjoyed both of them as well. Um. But I, I think the character thing you brought up is interesting, though. I agree that The Walking Dead definitely sells its characters more. Um, because that's kind of the thing with mascot characters or cartoon characters. When, when, like, from the moment we saw Bloody Mary, we were on board. Like, hey, that looks cool. That's, yeah. that's all I need she, to know about Bloody Mary. And that's all yeah, they give about with, Bloody Mary. Yeah, but with Walking Dead, the, they have to have a little more to them because... the. You know, you're not going to be like, oh, that classic character, Larry. <laughs> yeah, Larry's Larry's just like a big guy that you've met in your life and probably didn't like. Yeah, they have to put more thought into those characters. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it does make sense that Walking Dead's characters come across uh, a little stronger. But I do still really like the characters in this game as well. I like Big B. I like... Uh, for a little bit, I like Snow. <laughs> I like what they do with Snow, even if she turns out to be not great. Uh, I like Mr. Toad and his son, and I, I just like, like everyone. Buffkin. I don't think there's very many. Yeah, Buffkin. Buffkin. Buffkin is great. He sells the whole world. I don't care about that guy. Well, we'll see. <laughs> um, are there any more thoughts about The Wolf Among Us as a whole, or should we jump into our segments for this episode? I will say that um, I'm good. When I told other people I was playing this, I had quite a few friends say that they were happy I was playing it and that it was really good. Uh, people that I wouldn't have expected necessarily had played it, not because mm-hmm. I didn't think that like I don't know. It's just like something that I I guess yeah. people don't talk about very often because like this is the sort of game that you sort of experience, and it's it's a relatively like fast thing and it's. I don't know. Like, yeah, you're not going to replay it. Yeah, I mean, you might yeah. in, in, like, years later to, like, get the story again, maybe make some different choices. Um, but, like, I don't know. It, it's just kind of like I was surprised that some of the people in my community had, had played it that had because, I don't know, it's just a lot of people that have played this game clearly really like it and are excited about the sequel. But I just feel like it's not something that's talked about all that much, I guess. Because it's not like an epic gamer type of game where you're like, oh, I put 100 hours into this game because it's so addictive. It's like just an experience. Yeah, yeah it, I, I was kind of uh, the same way. 
Because, Mitch, you were saying when we, like, first started doing this podcast that The Wolf Among Us was kind of considered one of the big ones. It is, yeah. And I didn't, I, yeah, I I don't doubt that, but you still don't really see a whole lot of people talking about it. Do you see anyone talking about most Telltale things most of the time? It really is just uh, Sam and Max, Walking Dead. And even then, Walking Dead, like, as soon as it was over, no one talked about it. Well, for the longest time, no one talked about Sam and Max, and there's only... It happening now because of the VR game plus the remakes, it's going through a little bit of a revival. Um, but yeah, for the longest time, Sam and Max was completely dead and no one said anything. Um, and I think that's the problem with, with Telltale Games Library. And, and we found this more as we've gone through it. Like, hey, The Wolf Among Us, excellent like beginning of a, a ludographic universe. If you wanted to make yeah. this into a shared uh like game series you could do it or the walking dead was a perfect one and they did do a lot of walking dead or sam and max is a perfect one but none of them none of it is theirs they never mm-hmm. went this hard on an original idea they had some they're I, all licensed yeah they, they had the the poker excuse me the the poker games which uh the later ones had licensed characters but the idea was still theirs and they had mm-hmm. uh nelson tethers puzzle agent right puzzle agent and that's about it there there's really i miss that world else. i I miss the world of nelson and nelson tethers i'd the world of i would definitely hunker down on a new nelson tethers um, even if it wasn't that good i just like the characters and world well number two wasn't that good so. <laughs> yeah exa- exactly yeah. and I, st- I still had a good time with it regardless um, I remember after we played episode one, I recommended like to a bunch of friends on uh, on the Discord server that the three of us are on. Hey, you should all play Nelson Tethers. It's really cool. Uh, and then <laughs> when we played number two, I I went back and I was like, guys, you don't I know you don't what I have said. to. <laughs> I'm sorry. It turns out not as cool. so. You're saying that uh, we we should take some time out for number one. Okay, (laughs) okay, you've been on the podcast for too long, so let's get to (laughs) our choices. (laughs) Uh, So, I think we talked about all our choices. Um, Mm -hmm. We mostly lined up with them. I'll go through them really fast. Uh, Before before we talk about this, Courtney, what platform did you play this game on? I'm playing it on my Xbox One. Okay. So you might have the same percentages as Dustin, which, as we've discussed, mean nothing at all. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I have 31.4% left Georgie to die. Let me pull up my notes real quick. Yeah, Dustin, what do you have while she's pulling up her notes? 54.3% of players killed yep, Georgie. I got the yeah, same see, that's, that's, that doesn't add up to 100 uh, that don't add up. Eighty nine point six brought the cro- uh, brought the crooked man back alive. So the fact that this choice exists means that you cannot bring him back alive. Yeah, yeah. This is great because now Courtney and I are gonna like line our choice percentages are gonna line up, and we're gonna be like, oh no, see, it's totally cool and fine. <laughs> The, it says you and sixty-seven point seven percent of players brought the crooked man back alive. Too low. <laughs> <laughs> too low. I don't know what to tell that's you. It's too low. Um, forty-seven point four percent imprisoned the crooked man. 
So for us, it was uh, 40.4. So that's kind of close, you know? Pretty close. Pretty Within the same decade of percentages. Yeah. <laughs> now, this next one is the highest, like, most unanimous percentage yeah. I've ever seen. Same here. Yeah. What, what do you have? You and 97.9% of players decided to accept TJ's gift for snow. Yeah. I have, I have an even higher one. Wow, uh, even higher than 98.5% of players accepted TJ's gift for snow. Crazy. Which we all did. Why would you not? I know, even though snow <laughs> yeah. didn't deserve it, but you know, we just had to take that gift, which was a we'll, bug. We'll by accept the way. it. I, I want to keep it. Yeah. I want to feed yeah, it. Yeah, we don't to have Colin. to give it to her. No, we just I'm not have to. Do that. <laughs> uh, 29% uh, had their last. You and 29% had their last words to Nerissa be, I've made a lot of mistakes. Well, see, interestingly That's enough, so... I have 29% <laughs> of people say, I hope I've done some good here. Me too. Whoa, it's okay. all 29. Courtney, yeah. Courtney, did we just make like literally every single Yeah, did you choice? just copy my screenshots that I took? Come did on. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> Don't look. He's screen sniping. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> the the least exciting cheating in the world to cheat on a Telltale game. <laughs> on a Telltale game. <laughs> For a podcast where you're hoping to get discussion out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Just like you're, you're cheating to do worse uh, at a single player game where there's no skill involved. Uh, let's head into our first normal segment. The Choice Cut. Now, Courtney, I I know you listen to the show, but uh, pretending I'm talking to you, but really I'm talking to the listeners. The choice cut is where we talk about our favorite choice that we made in this episode. Uh, Who would like to start us off? I'll go. Courtney, why don't you start us off, since you're our special guest. Okay. Okay, so... I talked about it a little bit earlier, but I liked the choice of whether to... Uh, throw the the crooked man down the well, or to imprison him. And I specifically, this is mine too. yeah, I specifically liked it because of the fact that there were characters in the crowd like backing up either choice. So it didn't leave it to just the player or just Big B to make this decision on his own. You could kind of like weigh the opinions of the characters that you liked. Um, and I did like Holly and Grin a lot, and they were the ones telling me to to throw him down the well. So. You know, I had to kind of sort of disagree with him. So it made it a lot more interesting than it just being like Big B trying to make this decision on his own. Yeah. I was very surprised at how much Gren grew on me as the episodes went. Same here. I thought I'd hate Gren, but I really, I started to like Gren by the end of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was also my choice cut mostly because of the double take it does. Asking you the same question twice and it feels different the second time somehow. Mm-hmm. That That's always really cool yeah. that they're able to do that. By the way, I just realized that we headed into this episode without doing any of the normal introductory stuff for this episode that we do for every episode. Real quick, this is episode (laughs) 5 of The Wolf Among Us called Cry Wolf. It was released on January 8th, 2014, directed by Varum Antonian, designed by Penny and Davis, written by Martinez and Penny. Sorry, (laughs) everyone that I just... Uh, read the name of who didn't get their credits until so late in the episode. Someone made it this far in and they're like, this is episode five. Oh shit. 
Yeah, this is Crywolf? <laughs> I thought this was Wolfenstein what? 3D, man. I'm way ah, off base. Ah, shit. Um, Dustin, what's your choice cut, if it's not that one? So, the interesting thing about this is, it's also my choice cut. What? But I like that all three of us have different reasons for it. Is yours because you can rip his head off? <laughs> yes, mine is exactly <laughs> because... I just laughed so hard at that, because, like... I, I wasn't going to pick it, but that seems like such a wild departure mm-hmm. from what you can do. Like, it would be one thing if it was like, uh, imprison him or push him down the well. You just have the choice to rip his head off. <laughs> you can just do that. And it, what's to be gained from going down that route? A head. Yeah. You can keep it. Mount yeah, it on your it's wall. like, doesn't feel so good when it's your head, does it, buddy? <laughs> uh, I... <laughs> I mean, it made me really be like, mm, I really want to see what happens, but I'm going to be a good boy. This is definitely the the choice to choose this episode. It makes sense that we all converged on it as our choice cut. Yeah, it's it's the best, most interesting, most well executed choice. Probably, I want to say in the game um, as, as a whole across all five episodes. Yeah, but I, I'll say this. I also feel like overall the choices in this game some of them are really good like this but well i i guess there's good ones sprinkled throughout but i really don't think about like the quote-unquote big choices like the ones with the percentages yeah. those choices i don't think are very great like they they make sense to have because they're kind of where the um story differences can go but they're not like choices i really think about yeah, I liked letting Georgie Porgy suffer. <laughs> and uh, that was not on the list. No, it was yeah. on the list. Sorry, I lied. It, it, was. it was. Yeah, never mind. Of course it was. It's a big one. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about. The next segment is the weekly guy. Who is your weekly guy this week? Courtney, why don't you start? I started the last time. <laughs> okay, I'll go, right. I'll go. I'll, I'll start. go. My weekly guy was Nerissa again. Um, I really like the idea of, look, I knew he was guilty. I just had to lie to say some shit that people believed in order to get him to be guilty. But yeah, I lied about it. Uh, I, yeah. I like that, the presentation of that moral ambiguity a lot. Um, my, my weekly guy might be Snow just because of, I like, I mean, I hate her as a person, but the way that character is written, I think is so clever and, uh... It just it very I, I respond to to that kind of character a lot that that uh, it elicits it elicits big emotions in my tum tum but I am gonna go with yeah. Narissa I think I'm gonna go with Bloody Mary just yeah. because yeah. what they do with her is really mm-hmm. cool in this episode and like I said it's not like she's a deep character they just really go all out with her theming like her de- her demon form is such a cool design with the glass shards sticking out of her and then when she brings like reflections of herself in that that's just like I wouldn't have thought to do that that's just such a cool idea Yeah Yeah it's really cool I I totally get that Uh Courtney Well um I haven't done it yet because it feels weird to choose the main character in a story where, like, your choices make up, like, their actions. So it's like, 
I've hesitated to say Big B on any of these episodes so far when I was doing just my like personal segments because it's like it's weird to say, oh, I love Bigby so much because he does what I mm-hmm. told him to do. But I got, I got to <laughs> I agree him. with him the most. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, uh, he got his shining moment to be a big wolf. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I do really like him as a character. And, uh, you know, this is his grand finale. Uh, you know, as, at least the way I played him, he's trying to do his best, even though he's not mm-hmm. perfect. Um, and... I just kind of liked the character that I shaped him into, but also I think I would just like him regardless. It's just this interesting, you know, idea of the big bad wolf trying to reform himself and stuck in this interesting position, solving a mystery. Mm-hmm. So I got to give it to him. Totally, totally agreed. I didn't think I would like uh, Bigby as much as I ended up liking him. He just feels very... I, I don't know if relatable is the right word. I also live with the pig, um, yeah. Yeah, because, like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I like that he tries to do his best. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he does have those moments where he just wolfs out. <laughs> um, like, he it he gets angry. You see him, like... Yeah. Uh, it also depends on some of the choices you make. But even sometimes when you don't, you get to see him, like... Like, ah, fuck this. <laughs> um, we do call, call that wolfing out. I'm glad that you get the terminology right. We appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Um, if, I, if I were to... I, all those are really good weekly guys. I think they're all strong. Um, someone I would give the unweekly guy to this episode, I think I'd have to slip it to the Crooked Man. Um, just as a villain, I, I don't know if he does his job in bringing that kind of... He's neither so arch that it's like unbelievable and cartoony and fun or so realistic that you just sort of go with it. Yeah, I I think what they do with him is fine, like in in the trial scene. But him as a character, I think, is kind of who cares. He's not like this iconic villain. Yeah. Yeah, it's just he's he's not that interesting. Yeah, and I guess he's never going to have a chance to be interesting because he's I a bird. Unless he, like the bird they, comes back. Or dead. design. I don't know if this is pulled from the comics or whatever, but I, I feel like they could have gone further with the idea of a crooked man, too. Like, he could have had, like, limbs bending the wrong way and just been, like, yeah. really cool looking. Yeah. Instead, he just yeah, kind of totally. was, like, old and maybe a little... He has the eye yeah, He's got thing. the eye thing, but... Yeah, he could have been Mandelbrot-shaped. Like, there's a lot of <laughs> interesting directions they could have gone with him, and he's just sort of, like kinda has a limp yeah which yeah a little boring um golden moment my golden moment i think i have i have a few different options written here and like i don't even really know what i'm picking i think it's the pudding and pie this the scene with uh georgie and yeah that's a good one um but i know that both of yours is big wolf (laughs) <laughs> he was big he was big yeah wolf. you know <laughs> i i i will say i like that whole scene for more than just uh big wolf but big wolf does play a big part of it. for sure it, it did and feel I really that's fine yeah i felt really climactic it you know yeah mm-hmm. um um mitch i really like your pick just because uh that scene at the pudding and pie it's such a good mixture of 
both like serene but intense at the same time. Yeah. Because you're getting so much from these two characters, but there's like no one else here. There's no one else like coming for you. There's not like any time limit here. You're just talking to these characters while one is dying and one is about mm-hmm. to die. Yeah, it's climactic, but the stakes are weirdly low. Yeah, it's a it's a nice uh, it's a nice mix. It's a nice mix. Well, that's been our episode. That's been telling the tale episode where we've covered episode five of the Wolf Among Us Cry Wolf. I've been Mitchell Wolf. <laughs> Dustin Jack's been well. Jackson is it? <laughs> Jackson. Is it now? You got it. The now, second time. now, now, who is that? Is that Dustin Jackman? Is that is that young Dustin Jackson? I always love me. I always love that Jackson kid. Uh, and we're thank you, Grandma. We're joined today again by uh, Courtney. Quote alter mentality. Unquote. Courtney, where can people find you? Oh, you can find me at that name, Alter Mentality, on Twitter or Twitch. Um, those are my main places that I hang out these days, or my webcomic, which can be found at thefourthcomic.com. Thefourthcomic.com. I'm kind of amazed you've got that URL. Hmm? I'm amazed you got that URL. That's a cool URL. Yeah, thank you. We've had it for almost 11 years now. Wow. Um, For our listeners, you spell out the word fourth? Yes. T-H-E-F-O-U-R-T-H, comic. You probably know how to spell comic, so I'm not going to spell it out. Fair enough. Yeah, I I did, actually. You're right. Um, And until next time, Dustin, what are we going to play next time? I believe next time we're going to be talking about both Poker Night at the Inventory games. I think we are. I think we're going to do a double-decker episode covering both Poker Night at the Inventory games. One and two. Featuring both Sam from Sam and Max and borderlands wow and other things uh strong bad strong bad is in it ash from evil dead is in it for some reason that penny arcade guy (laughs) is in it the penny arcade guy is in it for some reason that's so weird that's the weirdest one for some reason ash still strikes me as a weirder choice than the penny arcade guy but they're i mean they're both weird as hell uh they don't belong there was never a well, at this point in Telltale, they were like buddy buddy with Steam, and uh, or, or mm-hmm. with Valve, I guess. And yeah, so it makes sense why you'd have like the heavy there. Well, it, it's it's funny looking back that anyone thought they were a friend of Valve when Valve now nowadays is just like the biggest company. Like you can't be a friend of it. They're, they're just yeah. They're just a monolith. They're just the such a large thing. Um. So yeah. Well, that's been our show. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, we'll see ya. I won't smell I you won't later. See ya, but it's been nice. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>